Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Welcome, Marvel fans, to episode 22 of Marvel Cast, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast by fans for fans. Each week, we will discuss the latest news regarding the MCU, followed by reviews and discussion of the latest release content in this ever expanding multiverse. Our audience is a key component to our show, and we'll wrap up each week by answering your Marvel related questions. I'm your host, Gigi. Join with me today is my co host, Steven. Steven, how are you doing on this uh, very chilly uh, day in this winter? Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. I mean, it's Wednesday, so you and I off camera were talking about Book of Boba Fett, and but now we're getting refocused back up into Marvel as we have a lot to talk about and a new trailer to discuss. So I'm glad we have something to, new to discuss this week. Yes, it's uh, always great whenever we get that fun, new, exciting content from Marvel. Uh, today will be a lighter episode. We've had a, quite a few long episodes. Taking it easy, just talking some news with you all this week. Starting up with, we just got some small little updates here for Disney+. Plus. Uh, so I think it was today we were supposed to be getting the Hawkeye assembled. Um, it was either today or next week around this time frame, but it's been pushed back to February 9th. There really hasn't been any like explanation for that. And then also in March, we will see more Eternals content uh, with commentary, bonus features, the Assemble documentary, all that good stuff. Steven, what are your thoughts? You know, we talk a lot, you know, between us about how much we enjoy uh, the behind the scenes. So are you getting pretty excited for all of this uh, goodness? Yeah, these um, Assemble documentaries are always really well done. Like, they go through so much and, you know, not you don't have to sit through hours and hours like, like the Lord of the Rings behind the scenes features. So it's really nice that you can sit down for an hour and watch, like, the making of something that you really cared about. And like all the passion that goes into it from those in front of the camera and those behind the camera. Um, I wonder how many people actually tune into these or even are aware that they're on there. So again, I hopefully our audience will give them a look. I'm, I was curious at first why the Eternal stuff was coming out not with the movie. But then I thought, you know, maybe they wanted to give people a chance that those that buy the physical media to have that first. Because I bet the commentary is on there plus the bonus features. So it makes sense. I mean, this way, they again, even though it's not like excitingly like brand new fresh content it's still something for kind of like this kind of dry season until we get to moon night at the end of march definitely for it oh heck yeah that's like one of that like when they come out i watch them that day i just there's something about the behind the scenes that i love and maybe it's because i do um enjoy filmmaking and i want to get into filmmaking and all that um and it's just so cool when you can peel behind the curtain and you can see it. And I know for some people, it's either boring or it takes away from the magic. But I just, I love to see how the sauce is made. Um, especially Assembled. Assembled, every single one of them have been so interesting and fascinating. And you just get to see all the heart and passion. You get to see some of the story and just, they're, they're really well done. They're They're really well done. And you know what? I don't think we're going to have time, not you and me, I mean, but like Disney and Marvel. But wouldn't it be something if they ever had like a couple months or a year where they had less content and they went back and like pulled out old video interview clips to put together, like assembled for all the other projects? Like that would take way too much time. And it's just, you know, we only have it for phase four going on, but it would be cool to get some of the phase one through three big projects as well at some point. It's the benefit of having Disney Plus now, you know? You really didn't have that unless you're making it specifically for the DVD or Blu-rays. 
And so now that, you know, you have that and you're like, there, obviously there was filming behind the scenes going on because you're going to have that because just in case you want it for content or for records, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but now to actually have a place to like put it, um, add content, it's really great. If you even look at like the Mandalorian one, those were so good as well. Like just Disney Plus, I think is, is definitely a really good gateway and I hope they continue to do this. Uh, and I don't really think it's going to, it would besides maybe editing it and and compiling it together i think that's really the cost so even if it maybe it has a low audience i just hope that they don't pull the plug on it anytime soon uh, yeah absolutely i'm looking forward to it definitely uh so we do got a little bit of a, a little bit of sony news uh craven the hunter is set to start filming soon according to murphy's multiverse uh start to begin the filming next month which is starting to make sense be to the fact that it is set to release january 13th 2023 and it is starring aaron taylor johnson what are your thoughts you know we've been talking so much about spider-man the past month you know things are i think they're starting to just simmer down a little bit but you know the movies are going to still keep coming for sony thoughts on craven yeah i'm excited um you know that's less than a year from now which is hopefully that will stick to that release date i know morbius has moved back a lot but i am excited you know with how the no way home kind of really opens up so much potential with again other spider-man other spider-man villains um you know we've had two venom movies they're not on the same you know par as the sony marvel collaboration films but at the same time they're still fun they're not the worst movies ever they're still fun they're good movies and you know venom i felt like might have been more of a recognizable household name even because again he's popped up in spider-man 3 with toby Maguire, and i just feel like his iconic look like black spider-man like people recognize that that suit and they recognize his appearance. So I feel like Morbius is going to be the real test. Like a character who has not popped up in another movie before, um, who is a vampire, like going to go be more on the horror edge of things. I think that's going to be more of the test. Can Sony pull off more of these um, spinoffs of these villains? And I think they're going to do fine. I think it'll do very well because, again, people are on this Spider-Man high right now. And I hope that that wave continues throughout the year. If we have Venom in April... Nope, excuse me, if we have Morbius in April, and then we have into the, uh, across the Spider-Verse, excuse me, in October, I mean, every couple months you get something new Spider-Man related. So Sony's smart. If they keep like on like a six month scale almost, you keep putting out new Spider-Man content, people are going to keep coming back for more. Don't you agree? Definitely. I think it's a perfect balance because, man, just can you imagine if we had like six Sony movies, six Marvel movies? Like, oh my gosh, we'd it would have to become a full-time job at that point like it, it'd be crazy so i do appreciate the the nice break and i think it's good for sony because i i think that that's what they can handle right now um and and they've been so far in my opinion not including the ones that they've made with marvel but the ones that the two venom i think they're two for two and so uh, i'm pretty excited to see um you know what craven's gonna bring uh because i really i don't know much about it just like morbius but now we've seen footage of morbius we've seen lots of footage of morbius uh just of how long the trailer's been out uh but that's definitely like a horror vibe so i'm curious to see like is craven following up with that horror or is it something different i i just i don't know enough about craven uh so it's exciting to see you know new characters you know I mean, we've talked about it like this year for disney plus and in general there are going to be so many new characters exciting to see uh sony go down that similar path as well and i really do hope that you know don't rush this but if you can tease that craven morbius venom are connected if you can bring in again i think andrew garfield would fit better than toby Maguire. 
and we know Tom Holland's staying in the MCU right now, but there are so many story potentials to make this another shared universe that it is again connected still to the MCU. So bring it on. I think you can make so many references and bring in different variants of characters that we already know and let again Sony do their universe, let the MCU do their version of Spider-Man and of course bring it together at some point. There's so much potential here. There really is. We once again just getting treats and treats from Sony and 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 Marvel. Well, moving on to the Marvels, well, we did find out this week that Laura Cartman is set to compose, uh, and she was the composer of What If, which really, if you think about it, this is a big deal. I'm not familiar if she's done anything else, uh, but to go from What If, which, you know, from what I've seen online, there's definitely been positive approval, but there hasn't been a ton of people watching it from what I saw, and so I think that's that's impressive. That's really crazy and cool. Steven, what are your thoughts? Like, I don't know. I just, it seems like almost like a promotion. I know, like, what if is, is important to the story and the canon, but it just, this seems like a big deal to me. Yeah, I think it shows that Marvel was very impressed with her work on what if. I think it also shows, again, that what if is valued just as much as anything else in the Marvel studios right now um i'm excited because you know with what if with nine different standalone stories that then came together i mean she was almost producing a mini movie each week of music and so again she had to make the music fit the characters it had a tie-in with what we've already heard with some of these other characters it had to be unique and original for each mini movie and so i think she proved herself i think i would be interested you know if i have time i'd like to go back and watch some of the scenes that have captain marvel because maybe that would give us a hint about what she's going to do. But yeah, I'm, I mean, bring it on. I'm excited for this continuation, giving her a chance to go up to the big leagues now. I agree. I think it's it's just, it's really cool. And I think it, the one thing I do take away from What If um, is the music. I, I just can remember watching those episodes, and I watched a few recently, um, and the music is really well done. I, I can't remember Captain Marvel specifically, but I just know, especially the Doctor Strange one, uh, so well done. And so, and I think because of the fact that there are several big, several main characters in this movie, uh, the fact that she's had that experience to draw in different themes in once, because a lot of the episodes had multiple characters. And so I think that she has that experience. And so I think that it's going, she's going to hit this out of the park. And so moving from the Marvels into Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the movie that we have talked quite a bit about. Uh, this one's more of a rumor. Uh, we're talking about the possibility of setting up Namor's future in the MCU. Uh, this is a report coming from Bleeding Cool, and I feel like each week I'm just learning about a new blog or a new thing. Uh, but the direct had it, and it seems pretty reputable. Again, it is a rumor. Take it for what it is. Uh, but Bleeding Cool blog post said that I am told that Marvel Studios is considering Namor's appearance in Black Panther 2 to be akin to Black Panther's appearance in Civil War to set up an upcoming franchise. Much of the reported gossip elsewhere of large has concerned the role of Namor in Atlantis, that there is a war between Wakanda and Atlantis. But Bleeding Cool has heard that there will be a focus in the movies on the characters Namor the Submariner, his cousin Namora, and the Atlantean warlord Atuma. Steven... What are your thoughts of kind of getting, you know, our, our Marvel version of Aquaman, I guess? It's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Again, I'm not familiar with it, but that's kind of what I'm picking up here. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I was going to mention that because as of right now, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is coming out in November. And Aquaman 2, called Aquaman The Lost Kingdom, is coming out in December. So if both of these movies keep their original release dates here, I think um, 
that, you know, Marvel is going to get the one up here. I think Marvel's going to show their version of Atlantis. They're going to introduce Namor, who is one of the earliest Marvel comic book characters that's finally going to get his screen time. It's been rumored for a while, so I do believe this rumor to be true. Um, yeah, I think I think your quote there that you mentioned, like it's going to be similar to Black Panther's appearance in Civil War, where I think you know he had a pretty substantial role, um, and it was used then to springboard into the Black Panther movie. And I think he his appearance really in Civil War excited fans, but also introduced enough of the mythology that it made it easier to jump right into this whole world of Wakanda. And so I think this appearance here is going to make sense. It's going to do the same thing. I think, you know, whether that means we see a Namor film, whether that means that the Atlantean war continues into the Black Panther Wakanda show that we've heard about, I think there's a lot of potential here. And so, yeah, I'm excited. I think, I think, you know, you know, what it always makes me think like how DC put out Wonder Woman before Marvel put out Captain Marvel or Black Widow movies. And same thing, DC put out an Aquaman movie before Namor. But at the same time, I think, I think while I enjoyed Wonder Woman, I think more than I enjoyed um, Aquaman, I still feel like, you know, Marvel really did well with their female lead films. And I hope they do the same thing with their Atlantis hero as well. Yeah, I think that this is very likely to happen just because like we've heard a lot of rumblings about it. It kind of makes a lot of sense. Um, to continue to expand, you know, that's what we're in right now. We're setting up new heroes and new locations and new places, and you constantly have to do that. While, yes, you could definitely visit and echo back to old characters and old locations, you have to continuously um, add new things for the viewers. Um, and plus, there's there's so much there that they could do. So this, this just makes sense. It's exciting. Um, again, it's characters I'm not familiar with, so uh, all, all the better to get introduced um, to these new characters. Uh, any other thoughts on uh, Namor? No, I'm, like I said, I'm excited for two. What will be nice is there's already so much going on with Wakanda Forever. We know we have to figure out who's replacing Chadwick Boseman's lead role. We have to find out what's going on. We're introducing Riri Williams, who's going to be Ironheart. Ironheart. So you're introducing a lot of new characters and adding and hopefully getting to spend time with the characters that we love from the first movie. But I think this is the way to go. Like, I think maybe... By introducing so many new characters and parts of the universe, I don't want to say it's a distraction, but it's also a way to kind of say the story in the world goes on, even if our king is no longer with us. And so that's beautiful, but it's also going to be hard to still come to terms with that. I agree. Couldn't have said it any better. Um, our final... say, sorry, oh, is, that our, is that our next trailer? I'm sorry. When, is that our next trailer that has to come out? Oh, I th no, it has to be Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, yeah. So we haven't Thor, seen Love anything from that. But hopefully, you know, if May is going to be Doctor Strange, hopefully we'll get a trailer maybe for both of them, for Thor Love and Thunder and for Black Panther maybe? Um, well, we got the trailer for Doctor Strange in December. The movie comes out in May, so that's about five months. So the Thor comes out in July. I would say we get our first trailer for Thor Love and Thunder around March. Okay, sounds good. Roughly. Well, we do have one final news here, um, and it does relate to Marvel uh, Moon Knight, which is the sh uh, trailer we'll be talking about here. Um, but just very tragically, out of nowhere, which is really unfortunate, especially with the trailer just dropping and uh, the show set to release here just in a, a few months, um, actor Gaspard 
Ulio di uh, had died from a ski accident, and he was set to play Midnight Man in Moon Knight. He's best known for his role in Hannibal Rising and Saint Laurent. Was a French actor, if I if I recall correctly. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I'm not familiar with the character, so I don't know if this is gonna how this is going to affect things moving forward. But it is just uh, unfortunate that the timing of all of this, Stephen. Yeah, it is. I just pulled up on IMDb because, I mean, I saw the news story at lunch and I sent it to you right away just because, mm. you know, it is tragic. It is sad anytime you lose anyone. and But um, especially here, he's. it looks like IMDb has him listed as Anton Mogart and Midnight Man. So I'm curious whether that's a Marvel character that we don't know about yet um, or not. But um, I'm curious to his role. And again, it's going to be it's going to be hard to watch. Like anytime you watch a movie or TV show where the actor has passed away before their performance, it always goes in the back of your head. So you're watching this and it's, it's so sad because, you know, typically you're used to knowing those people are still around and, and it, it is hard to watch. So we'll have to keep that in mind and we'll kind of like watch his character closely. And we, when we watch it and, you know, show our respect for that as well. Definitely. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's such a great thing now we can go in and talk about it. Um, the trailer itself, um, as we do uh, get ready for this show to be coming out here in uh, just a few months. That trailer did drop on Monday night during the playoff game uh, for uh, NFL football. And they waited a while to drop that. They, 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 they knew. They knew to keep people watching. They, they've learned. Uh, but this trailer, uh, we got a full good long two-minute trailer. Uh, a synopsis for the series also came out. Uh, the series follows Stephen Grant, a mild-mannered gift shop employee who becomes plagued with blackouts and memories of another life. Stephen discovers he has disassociative identity disorder and shares a body with mercenary Mark Spector. As Stephen and Mark's enemies converge upon them, they must navigate their complex identities while thrust into a deadly mystery among the powerful gods of Egypt and being played by Oscar Isaac. Stephen, this trailer came out. And uh, what were your initial thoughts from this? Yeah, I was also very excited. You know, they've been teasing it for a couple of days leading up to it. And, you know, first we first we need to say, you know, it's coming out March 30th. I think they mentioned yes. that too. And so that's going to be here before we know it. We still have about a little over two months to kind of get ready for it and get excited. Um, I really liked the trailer. I thought the editing of it made you almost feel like you were right there with Oscar Isaac. It made it feel like you are up in his face. You were... Um, confused and you know trying to figure things out with him the way they played the music what was the song it was it was just so well done night and day um, kick cutting yeah, yeah yeah oh it's just like the way it was edited like quick cuts we saw ethan hawk as the villain like there's a lot to take there first of all i gotta give credit you know as someone named steve the mcu has a lot of steven or steve characters <laughs> steve rogers steve strange who else do we have but yeah you get the idea like i just i think it's kind of cool there um I teach ancient Egypt with my kids in the Egyptian pantheon of gods. So this is one that I'm actually really excited for because, again, it's new intellectual property. It's something dark, mysterious, creepy. Um, oh, there's there's so much I want to talk about, and I'm sorry I could ramble on. So what else stood out to you before I continue? It's it's disturbing how something so dark and creepy felt refreshing. Um, this I, I just... You know, last year was such a great year for Disney Plus and Marvel shows because it was kicking it off for the first time. And they gave us kind of like a security blanket. They gave us um, the characters that we are very familiar with. Yes, the stories were all very different and some are very wild, like WandaVision, for example. 
but they gave us that security blanket. Hey, you know these characters. Hold on to that. We're going to take you on a ride. Here, they're like, nope, your security blanket is gone. You're going to go on a wild ride. You don't know who this character is. Double some in this case. You really don't know who this person is. Um, and it, it just, it looks so much fun. And it, he looks so perfect for the role. It looks, it looks just so bunker. And I love like mysticism and 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 supernatural and just that that horror vibe and so i really i really do hope they tap into that and i do think that we're gonna get a very dark show i don't think we're getting anything crazy like the comics i don't think he's dropping f-bombs i don't think it's gonna be super graphic and gory i do think it's gonna be the darkest the bloodiest and the uh, more mature uh show we've got so far yeah i agree with you i mean i've seen some things like, first of all, did you hear when Ethan Hawke's character, the villain, who almost looks like a, like a cult leader almost, the way he's dressed and people are, like, bowing down to him? Um, he mentioned, I think he's talking to Mark or Steven, whatever you want to call him, Moon Knight, about he has chaos inside of him. Did that take you right back to chaos magic a little bit? Yes. Yes, 100%. Gotta, they have to be careful how they use those words. Another yes. big Easter egg, and I don't know if you saw it, I forgot to share it with you, um, when Steven is driving in the truck and has, looking at his gun that he's holding, in the background, did you see what's on the box behind him? So I actually did, and I did research on this because I saw this going around on TikTok and Twitter, and I was like, there's no way. And I, I don't think it thinks it is, but go ahead. Go with what you were going to say. Well, on the screenshots that are being shared online, and again, I don't know. I have to go back and look at the trailer itself. It says on the box behind him, it says Vaughn, and then you see the letter D. So obviously people are associating that with Victor Von Doom yeah. from the Fantastic Four. I mean, do you introduce him into this or even like subtle, like, like almost like his name as a company? Like, I mean, or what, what did you think when you did your research? So, because again, I, I'm very doubtful because people be crazy on online anymore. So I was like, I'm going to go here myself. And I like literally screenshot the trailer and like dove deep into it. And if I remember correctly, I'm trying to pull it up on my phone here, but it was definitely not, it, it was not saying Doom. It had a different name. It was super long. I will give credit, though, to people who are thinking this, though. Um, it would not be the first time that Marvel has edited something in a trailer. So, I, I don't think we can say 100% it is, and I don't think we can say 100% it's not. I think from what we can see, it's likely isn't, but again... Look what Marvel has done in, in their antics in their trailers. It would not surprise me. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you? We know towards the end of the trailer they showed the, like the Egyptian raps coming in to make his costume. Do you expect we'll see that at the end of? I mean, you've suggested we might get the first two episodes. That seems to be Marvel's play now. Do you think we'll get that at least by the end of the second episode, or are we going to have to wait halfway through the show or further till we get him in full costume? I feel like we've seen a couple scenes of him in the costume, so. Probably by the end of episode two, right? I'd say probably by the end of episode two, because that's a big part of his character. It's a big part of who he is, 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 is going through the fact that on top of this, you know, crisis, part of it is the fact, and that's why he, like, also, um, we see in the trailer, he's, like, chained up to the bed, um, because that's when the things happen at night. So I, I think I think we're going to see that pretty early, not like first episode, but I would say by the end of second episode, we're going to see like him. I don't really think we're going to see like the front. I think we're going to see like the back view. Yeah, and slowly build up to it. I mean, I hope we get a lot of connections or references or Easter eggs, but I do want it to be standalone too. I do want, I want it to still fit into the MCU, but let it 
breathe. I mean, if this is based in looks like London and Egypt, I mean, we know the Eternals was in London, but for the most part, Marvel doesn't always go international a whole lot. I mean, it does, but at the same time, yeah. right now we've been in the United States a good bit with Marvel. So I'm excited for maybe, again, it'll stand on its own, but also make some teases or at least at the end of the show, connect it back in with everything so we can know when we're going to see them again. Yeah, I think because Marvel Marvel's going to connect it because that's what they got to do. Like it's not... And they're good at it, so it's it's not going to come off cheap. Like as much as you want things to stand on their own, you're in this interconnected world. People are going to run into each other. That's just how this works. And it's how they bounce off into news stories. I think by episode five or six, we are going to see either both or just one of them. I think we're going to see Dane Whitman and or Blade, because they are in London. They are all about their first of all they're huge into the museums and we are literally in the trailer in museums um uh, wouldn't that be funny if it's like the same exact one that cersei had worked at um i i just yeah. it just it makes sense it fits together and maybe i'm way too early in saying this but like yeah i mean that would make sense with kit harrington but also like i know the eternals are thrown out into space but this would be a good show that i think could connect with the eternals it's gonna be a little bit darker i think the perfect way to bring in and introduce again um uh, black knight to bring in you know blade yeah this is where we're gonna get those darker feel for it um i i shared with you i think a picture and it was all fan made of course but it like had a comparison between the comics and like the defenders from netflix and it had moon knight in it so i mean are you familiar is moon knight gonna eventually make his way to new york city is he a street level hero at some point in the comics is he yeah. an avenger at one point what do you know about him yeah, so actually, really good video. I will, um, you know, we don't do a lot, but I will say, I will plug a video. Uh, John Campia did a, on, on one of his episodes uh, recently, uh, Monday, he had a section, and it's a separate clip, you can go on his channel and find it. Um, he and um, his friend Robert Meyer Burnett, Robert Meyer Burnett's a huge fan, and he did a whole breakdown, it's like 20 minutes, um, giving a good general um background of it so that's where i learned what i learned um, i recommend it big time it's a really helpful video and it doesn't spoil big things so that way you could go in fresh if you want to um but yeah so he actually has uh part of his identity is in london part of it is in new york part of it's actually in chicago um i don't think at any point he becomes an avenger he definitely oh he actually becomes a west coast adventure in one of the arcs uh which is interesting because we saw that easter egg in hawkeye on the uh the doorbell um, names list whenever they're going to the apartment so that's interesting i don't think there's anything there but you never know um you could he could he could definitely you know they're building he'd either go the path with uh blade and black knight but then there's also val val's creating a team he could fit really well there too so there's there's lots of paths for this character which is exciting because as much as we you know for us who maybe don't know the comics and we learn through other people, as much as we maybe think we know what's going to happen and could predict it, Marvel's got us beat tenfold. Yeah, I mean, the good news is, you know, if they introduce this character, give him an origin story, you know it's only a matter of time until he pops up in another TV show or especially a movie, which again makes it more exciting. Like, that's what I think I'm most excited for. And I don't know if probably Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness will be the first instance, but then probably again Marvel's. When we start to see these characters who had origin stories in the shows getting a chance to you don't you know if you missed it here's a real quick one line summary otherwise go back and watch those eight episodes if you missed them it's just like that line in the trailer for uh dr strange when he says i'm not here about westview like for fans who have not watched that they're like what and you're like watch wandavision 
Yeah, that was huge because, you know, the movies, the TV shows on ABC and Netflix would reference the movies, but it was never the other way around. This is the first time where your payoff and watching these series, even though they're great, you get a payoff now when you sit in the big theater and you watch the movies because you know they're going to be referencing so much that hopefully more than just that one line. I hope it gets more reference than yeah. that, especially well, with just, Wanda dealing. Well, just imagine, like, this is obviously going to be a huge part of this movie. She's looking for her children. People who have not seen WandaVision are going to be like, children? Wanda has twins? Like, that is, that's huge. And, like, that is going to confuse people. I mean, they're obviously going to drop a line or two just so that, like, someone's going to be like, oh, you have babies now? And then there's going to be, like, some sort of exposition there. But if you want the full story, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. You know, watch it at your own pace. You know, if you don't feel like you need to watch it immediately, that's fine. Careful. People are crazy on the internet with spoilers. But watch it. It's worth it. It's so worth it. Yep. Again, hopefully March 30th will be here before we know it, and we'll have some new content coming our way. I, I think that this is it's just it's exciting to see uh, that, you know, they're going into these new directions. And I'm very curious to see how just the general public responds to this. Obviously, the diehards like you and I and the super diehards who've read all the Moon Knight comics. I think this is going to be definitely a show for us. I am very curious to see how the general Disney Plus audience reacts to this, though, um, especially if little Billy accidentally stumbles on it, thinking it's, uh, you know, Captain America. <laughs> Any other thoughts uh, tonight, Stephen, as we wrap things up on this uh, shorter, abridged episode? No, you know what? Unless we get some big news or announcements, I think our next couple of weeks are going to be a little bit lighter. And that's fine because we've been so busy. I mean, we did so much with Month of Spider-Man. It's nice to have a chance to breathe because I feel like come March 30th, we're going to be pretty busy for throughout the rest of the year. So, again, if we have a little bit shorter episodes, I hope our audience doesn't mind because we'll be back yep. to long episodes before we know it. Definitely. And every once in a while, we might come up with like a theme or something we want to discuss or talk about. Um, you know, we're definitely still reading that uh, the behind the scene Marvel book. Um, so there'll definitely be things where we come up and we'll definitely maybe have a longer episode. But this, like, like Steven said, gives us a chance to breathe. You know, we're both working full time jobs, full time extra hobbies and all that. So uh, we want to deliver that great content to you guys to the best quality that we can give it. That does wrap up episode 22 of Marvel Cast. We did hope we do hope you enjoy it. Uh, diving into the world of Marvel with us. We want you guys to interact with us. Uh, so we can't wait to hear your feedback and your questions. You can email us at marvelcastpod at gmo.com. That's in the description of the podcast. Please subscribe to 1138 Productions feed if you haven't. Leave a review wherever you listen. It does help us out a lot. And check us out on YouTube for a video version of the podcast. Uh, for myself and Steven, have a marvelous week, and remember... I could do this all day.